Welcome to the Happy Never After podcast. I'm your host, Mar Merrick. It is part of Be Frank Network, and I have another Be Frank Network host in the house. Uh, you guys have known her for a long time. Uh, everybody wanted her to be my co host, but she needed her own motherfucking show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's put our ears together for Wendy Starling. Thank you. <laughs> I always wanted to be one of those like game show hosts or like uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. I was like, I always wanted to be the America's Funniest Home Videos host. Well, the people that just sit on the side, because I remember I went to a taping. I'm going to move this around so I can look at you. Um, uh-huh. I remember I went to a taping of The Price is Right. And that is the clutch job, the announcers, because they just sit in the corner, so no one's looking at them. You don't have to have makeup, hair makeup done. You just sit in a corner and whatever, like look at your phone or fuck around or like, you know, <laughs> bitch at your ex-wife or whatever he does. Yeah. And then every few seconds he's like, oh, no, that's me. That's what you got to do. That's what I want. That's all I want out of life. Just the, He looks so mad. He was like the least happy person I've ever seen. He just sat there like, and I was like, you're making so much money to just be like, a new boat. <laughs> Nick Turner just bought, just won something i think on i think okay so they have a podcast nick batterot and nick turner yeah and they do like how to make money scam type things oh yeah and it's really it's funny it's funny and they bring people on and uh they went to do they were like someone that had won money on game shows and then they got on the game show then he became and he won it was like what I, did, I remember I saw a picture of that on Instagram, but I didn't, like, follow up. I'm yeah, trying I was to like, scroll less. I truly am trying <laughs> to get off of fucking social media because it's a time suck and an energy suck. It it really is. It it really is. I, uh, I also, I unfollowed exes. Good. Because I was like, what a waste of time that it is for me to even, like, have energy uh, spent on this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I had something else. Oh, I did a photo shoot last week just to recap the last time that you were on. Yeah. First of all, oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> first of all, I had to do it for this fitness line and I got my period that day and I was like, of course, like as it's coming, you, I was like, Yes, I would love to have a a blood baby come with me to this fitness shoot. That's so fantastic. Great. (laughs) And then, you know, your face is like looks different to you during that week. Mm -hmm. Like it looks crazy. Um, I don't know if it is crazy, but it looks crazy. And I show up and there are so many people doing this fitness shoot that they were like rushing us through. And I was like, can you wait till I'm comfortable they're like okay now you're gonna do this trampoline thing and jump and i was like i'm not gonna do shit until you slow the fuck down i was like i don't don't push me i'm the talent (laughs) i'm the talent and i'm bleeding so fucking chill out i know i was like i can't jump on a trampoline with a this tiny little tampon i need to go super plus and really plug her up before i was like can i have a minute they're like we only have 30 minutes per and i was like oh my god this is crazy. Like, it was too much. Like, they need to be more gentle. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a good photo, you need to, like, be j- coddle a little bit. Well, it's a weird thing because the photo shoot thing, and here's something that I, 
I go back and forth like we've talked about where it's, mm-hmm. I always was like, man, I just I was just like really hot. I can just be like a model instead of having to use my brain. Now. It's hard. It's <laughs> super hard to be like, so. I've done two photo shoots. Um, I'm a model. Now. Um, I don't know if you know this, but like I took a selfie last week, so pretty much I get it. <laughs> um, also a model. I don't know if you know this. I have an, I have a Instagram, so also a, I'm a model. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw that tilted hat photo and I was like, oh my God, she does look like I'm a model. This, yeah, the more of my face, I feel that that's the, I ref, the key. People are like, what's your good side, your bad side? I'm like, anytime I can cover the majority of my face, I get like, and I, like, your eyebrows are great. I'm like, I know. Thank you. But the one thing that is, I think it's a weird, it's kind of a weird thing because part of you, I think as us being like, and again, if you're a model and you're hot, I'm not saying you don't have a brain and you can't read and you don't use your brain. But I, but I, but I am saying if your job is that you are a model, you're there, there. You're there because of the way you look. You're not there. You're yes. not on a runway because, like, you know, you have really interesting thoughts about how we can save the Arctic ice caps or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's why you're there. So it's cool, but it also sucks because you really are just like you literally are a piece of meat to them. You're yes. the same as a piece of furniture, and so to go on set. That and that fucks with your self esteem and, and and it like it's like you were saying remember the, you said that the one guy like when you were kidnapped and the one guy walked in and was like no thank you and walked out and you're like wait what give me give me two more weeks let me extend my contract like <laughs> they neg you I'll get blonder I'll get skinnier I'll it's, do it yeah you're just yeah. being constantly negged and harassed and like they don't care they don't care about how you're feeling emotionally no. And that's, I think, the difference is when we go on, when we do photo shoots, like the one that we did here, mm-hmm. um, after that we recorded the episode with Sarah, or like if it's for a different thing for comedy or for like a show or whatever we're doing, those photographers tend to be cooler mm-hmm. because they, and this sounds so dumb, but like they look at you as like, oh, you're the talent. And what project are you working on? And what's the feeling here? And so I find that those people tend to be cooler. But if you do fashion-y shit or makeup stuff... You you literally you may as well be a piece of furniture. They just move you around. They're like, go, dance, monkey, and dance and don't eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and th- we had to do an interview. They're like, why did you get into fitness? I was like, you didn't email me any of this. Like, what? I was like, I'm getting shuttled around, and it's so fast, and it, I'm like, well, and now I have to be smart and pretty. Like. <laughs> Fuck off! Yeah, it's like if you yeah. if I knew I was gonna be interviewed, I would have had a fucking carbohydrate in the last four days. Yeah, but, but I was prepping for this goddamn shoot. I had a mint. I was gonna. I was like holding onto a banana in the morning. Oh, that like, picture! It was so funny. <laughs> you look great. Thank you. I was so skinny that day. Uh, <laughs> but I literally was holding onto a banana, and I normally have one in the morning. And then I was I was like, I guess I'll just eat this mint instead. And I was like. I just really want to eat my banana. It's a fucking wild mind fuck because I do that too, where I'm like, oh, like it's a, if I have to shoot something or mm-hmm. whatever and you want to like look thin and you know I have the same mentality where it's, yeah, you could eat like a healthy breakfast or something, complex carbs, have a banana, do some oatmeal, some flaxseed. But when you're just trying to not look bloated, you wake up and you're essentially just having a little bit of sugar yeah. to just activate your metabolism. Yes. Which is not healthy. Heads up. Yeah, don't. This is not a fitness or diet tips part of the show. I had that the yeah. other day where I was this like, bad. I'm like the other day, and I was like, okay, we need energy before show, and I was like, oh, and I had to go out later. It was um, oh, this was a West Side Story when I went to that premiere. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to look really cute in this dress. I got this little crop like midriff mm-hmm. dress. So I did my detox body mask. And I worked out twice, and I feel so and hot. I didn't, and it was really great. And then I didn't <laughs> eat very much all day, and I was feeling good. And then I'm like, okay. And then I had a Celsius energy drink plug. 
And then I started feeling like I was going to pass out. And so <laughs> I had three peanut M&Ms. And I was like, because I was like, I should eat, like, make like a meal. And I was mm-hmm. like, salad will bloat you. <laughs> Kale will bloat you. So I had the tiniest bit of sugar to just get myself all fucked up. <laughs> I used to do this thing where if I wanted to uh, fuck and not be on my period, like if I knew when my period was coming, but I wanted to stall it, not eating will stall my period. Because I'm like, sometimes I'm on the verge of like the body fat where I won't get, I'm like, just, I'm right in that that little area. So sometimes, and uh, not now, not today. And uh, I'm a heavy plower. <laughs> so, so I would just eat like a Skittle and then I wouldn't get my period. And then I was like, okay, I can fuck tonight. And then the next day I'd be like, are you, so are you going out of town or are you still in town or I don't, what's the plan? This is with the billionaire. You've got and I was a like, banana behind you like it's a gun. You're like, hey, sweetie, are you going <laughs> to hang in tonight? Are you leaving or what are you, is this business meeting or what are we doing? And then he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm leaving for wherever tonight. And I'd be like, thank God I'm starving. <laughs> I just want to bleed and eat. First That's of all. It. I mean, here's a, here's a hot tip, and I'm I don't know if I've said this on my show. I'm gonna give this here. On, here's a hot tip, and this is this is called Wendy gives I hot tips on I love you. Please stop. So yeah, we oh I give lots of hot tips, and I take pictures because there's certain things I'm making video demonstrations for them to go with the episodes, like Perfect. the detox mask and the weird like morning skin rituals. It's essentially it's like how to. Be fancy but poor. Okay. This tip I will not make a video for because I'm there would be unless I had like a fans only page. <laughs> so this tip is if you're in, on your period, this is a hooker tip. If you're bleeding, even on like a heavy flow, uh-huh. and you want to fuck and not get blood everywhere, the soft cups. Nope. Makeup sponges. Okay. The, the ones that are the circular, the large flat circle makeup sponges. You're sticking makeup sponges up your hoot and nanny. Yes. <laughs> Who to nanny? Who to cloggy? Yeah. Who to nanny? Who to daddy? Who to nanny? Who to mommy? Where, more importantly, where's the mommy? Where to mommy? Mommy gone? Who to nanny? Oh my God. <laughs> is, I don't know. When I fucked, uh, when I fucked for money and. Uh, <laughs> I love just that we just outside in the. Just before you start recording, just to very casually drop, where I'm like, ah, oh, Sugar Daddy website, and you're like, oh, I remember when I used to do that, and just people around us like, wait, what? What the fuck are you guys talking about? So at Sound Lounge, <laughs> there's a beautiful lounge area where we steal all the snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us do this. I think everybody else is pretty respectful, and they're like, oh, I shouldn't eat the snacks that are here. You know, every other host, and then we're like, ah, oh, this is how I'm eating today. I know. <laughs> First of all, I have a Pellegrino in my bag that I worked, and I was, I was like, oh, I have a Pellegrino. No one looked, and then I. Brought a Coke in to drink. <laughs> well, that's, today, because we're recording today, and then I come in to record on Thursday. And so I'm like, fucking great. I'm fed two days out of the week. <laughs> I did. I took, I told you, I took a bite of my banana, and then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm going to sound loud. So, yeah. And I put that motherfucker in the fridge. <laughs> I was like, you stop eating. <laughs> you have free food at your, at, right at your disposal. Yeah, I'm so, like, we're working. So I just licked the outside of a peanut M&M for energy to get on the train and get here. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking, talking about. about. When you were when you fucked for money. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I used to take those soft cups and then put um, a tampon inside of it mm. to soak up. And then um, that's how that would be. And the hottest guy ever that I fucked 
the hot well there were two hot guys uh one when i was kidnapped and one i did voluntarily uh he was like i think you're i think you're bleeding a little bit and i was like oh interesting that it didn't hold because i bleed so much <laughs> i was like oh thank you for telling me i had no idea you're just like it's because your dick is so big oh it was <laughs> so good your dick is so big and he's like i'm i'm on the other side of the room like <laughs> I was in Chicago, so hot. He flew me to Chicago. We spent the whole weekend there. It was great. Ooh. And I was like, right the day before we were going to Chicago, I was like, perfect time to get my period. I always get my period at the most inopportune times. One of my fr- girlfriends was telling me this weekend about how I was like, this is so anti-feminist. Uh, she was like, yeah, this guy that she was dating won't fuck girls on their periods. And then she was telling me the story, and I was like, First of all, I can completely see the woman's side. So here's what happened. He's fucking her. She gets her, like, heavy heavy day flow, like, because he must have just beat it out of her, right? Because you know when you have sex, it, like, really makes it go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, instead of acknowledging that it happened, she pulled the covers up and left. And I was like, yeah, I get that. 100%. She's horrified. She's embarrassed. She doesn't know what to say. She left, right? I can see that side. Yeah. Now, is this someone that she'd been dating, or do you know not know these details? Um, I don't know these details. I do know him and his relationship with her, and he's a complete dickhead and only fucks and doesn't have relationships, and he's comes from a shit ton of money, and he's tall and blonde, so... <gasps> you You can get where what kind of guy this is, so this is like she probably was just trying to be like cool, you know, and she's probably nervous because first of all, and here's a here's a power move, and here's a tip besides putting a makeup sponge in your twat, which does work, and let me finish up name put this, put this in your nanny. <laughs> take the makeup sponge, cold water, so you get the round flat ones, you uh-huh. roll it up. Like you're rolling a joint okay. and then put it in long ways all the way up and it opens up. And I swear to God, even on my heaviest flow days, it soaks up so much blood. You put that in right before you start fucking and you can get like, I've been like railed for hours with that thing. And I got the big dick and how do you get it out? It comes out naturally. Like, and he doesn't feel anything. So there's not, nothing hitting. Oh, because I've gotten Benoit balls stuck up there. And I was like, oh, well, that's where they live now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Didn't you tell me you got something else, like a tampon or something? You put two tampons in to not fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and do then, that. Like, that's my drunken. <laughs> a week later, you were like, my tummy hurts. And I have a really putrid smell coming out from my... <laughs> huh. Hmm. Let's... Hmm. Hmm. If I were Columbo, what was... <laughs> Cunt Lumbo. We're just like, here we go. We're going to find him. Solve the mystery. Cunt Lumbo. I solve all adulteries and vagina smells. Cunt Lumbo. Pussy detective. Pussy dick. There you go. Oh, my God. Done. TV show. Um, oh, wait. But it's the period thing. Yes. It's... I don't. I guess maybe I'm just, like, gross. And also, it's a weird, like, power move, I think, to be like, yeah, I started bleeding fucking deal with it but I can understand maybe in her situation if you're nervous and it's like a super fancy person that you're trying to impress okay so I have I have fucked a couple of comics that it like a mystery surprise uh, surprise theater <laughs> yeah. you didn't know you chose this adventure but here it comes yeah. and uh... <laughs> especially once you're past 35 which neither of us are but once you're over 35 your hormones go fucking wacky and your period shows up whenever the fuck it feels like yeah. it I'm like an every 23 dayer which is crazy. 
It's crazy. So, uh, and I would love to get on hormones, but they make me cry all the time. Mm -hmm. So I've tried. I went on for four days and I was like, I can't live like this. No. The <laughs> estrogen. Nuts. No, no, no. Because it pumps you full so much that you get, you are clinically depressed. You, the That hormone surge, it stops the serotonin and dopamine from being produced and going where it needs to go. My friend got a UTI. Uh, UTI. What are those called? IUD. IUD. And uh, she was so depressed that she just reached inside her own puss and yanked it out. Holy fuck. She was like, I'm going to kill myself if I don't pull this thing out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The hormone thing is real. We're not just being Ooh. cunts to be cunts. So I, when I, we had Mark Norman on the show and he had, he told the world that I fucked him. And uh, so we, we might as well uh, divulge the other part of this story. I love you. Uh, I was dripping blood clots in the morning and trying to hide it. And you know how you, <laughs> I was like, I, I remember my leg was on his leg and I didn't even know who I was holding on to. I was so drunk the night before. Um, and I was like, my leg's on somebody, but also it's wet. Like you could feel the drip from one leg to the other. Yeah. It like came out of drip. And then I opened my eyes and saw it was Mark and I was like, <gasps> Oh no. And then I pulled my leg off slowly and I was like, how do I get out of my bed and not? And then I've got, I like slid out of bed and it was just a pool of blood. And oh so I my was God. like, I did the thing where I was, did not say anything and was horrified and like put, shoved toilet paper up inside. I had to drive him. This is when I first was like, crashing on couches till I could find a place and I was in Jersey with him and I had to drive him in my Jeep stick shift and the whole time I'm like please toilet paper stay in my vagina <laughs> I'm going clutch to gas I'm like oh my god <laughs> it was horrifying Dude, well that but you could blame him because and I don't know Mark um, but I know about him and that, that's someone like when someone's that drunk I would just blame it on him you know just be like oh my god you pissed the bed and he's like it's blood and you're like yeah I know you should probably get your kidneys checked out <laughs> and lay off the fucking sauce He's a great maker outer. I don't know, but that's all I remember about him. Yeah. We made out for like hours. And then um uh it also happened with the other comic who also admitted it. I'll, I'll we'll call him Chico May and uh we were in Atlantic <laughs> City. <laughs> we we're in Atlantic City and I think I wasn't even ready to start my period and he just banged it out of me and I was like it was I woke up and I was laying there. We had the best time ever. I remember having the best night of my life, uh, dancing. We, it was so fun. Our comedy was great. And then we went to this after party, watched all these crazy Atlantic City people dancing. I remember this lady was watching herself in the mirror for four hours dancing. Not a not a good looking lady, you know, just like really into herself. They never are. And what kind of <laughs> fucking drugs are you on? This is what I do like about Atlantic City performing there, because to hang out there, I'm like, oh, these people, because it's like Jersey and Vegas, and it's the most beautiful. It's like, like if they're if those two people, if Vegas and Jersey had a middle child, yes, that is what lives in Atlantic City. Right, Atlantic City, like it's. <laughs> It's kind of like you know, like you know, the person like this woman. But I'm thinking about like if it was like a man with like a mullet and a beer gut, yes, and like a real like a sandy blonde mustache who thinks he is John Hamm, like that kind of confidence. That's everyone in Atlantic City because yeah. even in Vegas, people have some self awareness of like, oh, we're being trashy and we're spending a lot of time at the buffet and like, yeah, we are all wearing a lot of Mickey Mouse paraphernalia. <laughs> like they have, there's a little bit of shame and they know that they can. 
But Atlantic City is like, we came here for one reason and one reason only, to fucking party. I gotta do this. Yeah, this lady went big. Party and we're gonna do it in front of a goddamn mirror because we love ourselves. <laughs> so I remember having the most fun and then I woke up and there was, I rem- look, I t- looked over and there was like even like a blood clot that went up onto the pillow next to me. I was like, oh, you're wild. And I just pulled the blanket up really high. And then I was like, and he goes, we should probably get going back to the city. I was like, yeah, we should. Yep, yep, yep. I was like, let me just jump in the shower super fast. And then... <laughs> You bring the comforter in with you in the bathroom. You're like, I'm just my sexiest my Marilyn Monroe cosplay. I'm just like, let me just roll up in the mattress. Yeah, you bring. The- <laughs> You're like, let me take a shower real quick. You're, you're covered in the comforter, and then you just start like pulling the entire bed frame to the shower. You're like, I'm just being cute. This is cute. I'm just being shy. <laughs> I'm just being shy. I do love that though. Even if you don't have your period, and the next morning you're like, you, you're like spitting in each other's faces while you're fucking and it's like gross body things happening and then the next morning you're like um let me just like cover up to go to the bathroom and you're like bitch do you know all the insides that i saw yeah <laughs> crazy <laughs> for sure oh my god this is really funny so i got a fun story yes i mean this is first of all i do i want to double down on the, on the period thing i there's a comic <laughs> here in new york that i fucked this was maybe like Three, it was like for three or four years ago. He's really cool, and um, we just we got drunk one night, and we went back, and he's got a pretty big dick, and we were fucking, and I started my period while we were fucking, and he's got like three roommates in Bushwick. It's, it's one of those. He's very funny. Um, <laughs> we're fucking, and I start. I'm like immediately going through. I'm like, I'm I know. I have three roommates. <laughs> I know. You're like who, 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 who. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I've been there. <laughs> yeah. His initials are EY, figured out. He's fuck. I know he's fucked a lot of people. Um, I know who you're talking about. And he's great. Like, I mean, we have fun hanging out, but mm-hmm. he's like, so we're fucking. And then I started my period and I was like, oh my God. I start, and where I was like, I'm like, oh, okay, he's probably going to be over because he's like, you know, 10 years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. But he's such an animal that he animal. was. Animal. Yeah. And he thought it was cool. So he's like, this is great. I'll put it on my face like fucking war paint. And so I, so then, and so then we're, we just keep fucking and I'm like, he's like, no, 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 fucking this is, leave it. I don't give a shit. And so then we're still fucking and there were like bloody handprints on his wall and on the pillow and we woke up and he was just like, this is fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how you should respond to that. Yes. I think it's nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there was a comic out in LA that I fucked when I first started for like, we were fuck buddies for a, a long time uh some would call it a relationship but i never uh, do and uh yeah so he i remember he was like fucking me and then i went down on him i gave him a blow job and i remember lifting my head up going why does this taste like pennies and then i went back down and then both of us had like the joker <laughs> oh my god but in the morning like crusty joker oh my god I was like, oh, I know why now. I know why it tastes like <laughs> I have, this is, okay, so here's a, here's a fun one for you. <laughs> Welcome back to, this really is, this is, um, Cunt Lumbo is now in like a murder Cunt mystery. <laughs> There's a, there are bloody pussies everywhere and only one dick can solve it. <laughs> so this is. Like four or five years ago. Uh, no, no, three. It was uh, anyway, not important, but it was a guy that I met on the Sugar Daddy site, an older gentleman. 
And we'd gone out a couple times, never like there was just a little bit of making out, but we just mostly went to dinner. And he was like, I really want to, uh, he was like, I want to go down on you. I said, okay, great. So he did an older gentleman. And I guess he had taken, um, a, like a Viagra and then also something else, something to like speed up. Like an ISN? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is that like? Well, you know the term for it. What is it called? Uh, Something with your capillaries. Yeah, it's like a vasodilator. Thank you. I was like, what is wrong with my brain? First of all, we both know what it's called. Yes. But I was like, Mara's going to be able to pull this out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Please. With, together. I bet with our powers combined. <laughs> Look, it's hard. We're just talking about a lot of loss of blood. All right. I'm really. Focused. Yeah. Our iron is low. Yeah, all the time. Our iron and our blood sugar is low as fuck. You know why? Because we're trying to look good for you. We're trying to look <laughs> nice in photos. Again, we both have Instagrams. We are models. Models. Vaso dilator. Yes. Oh, so what ibuprofen, niacin, yep. B12. I love all that all shit. Yes. So he had taken a lot of those so he could try to get an erection because he's got ED. And what that did, so, and I didn't know that this was a side effect. You may have known this. I didn't know this. He's going down on me. And it was good, whatever. You know, it's, there's, there's a tongue on your clit. It's not the worst. You know what I mean? But I was like, all right, so I'm just hanging out, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I clocked in for work, so I had to lay there and take it. Not the worst job I've ever had. And he lifts his head up, and there's blood on his face. And I was like, oh, my God, did I start my period, like, in his mouth? That seems pretty intense. And normally period blood is not, like, bright, bright red like that out of the first, out of the gate. Oh, oh, no. It so wasn't blood. It was blood from his nose. He'd taken so many of those things so that he, on the, like, hope it, because he was so nervous he wouldn't be able to get an erection, that he fucking started, like, he had a nosebleed while he was going down on me. Oh, he's, like, he has done a lot of things in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, I start my period. He's like, what? I go, there's blood on your face. He's like, oh, that, oh, it's my bloody nose. Sorry, I just, I was trying to, I was worried I wouldn't be able to get an erection for you. And I'm like, were you like, did you snort the Viagra to try to make it go, go in faster? Did you use the knife that you cut the Viagra to shove it up your nose? Like, what yeah. happened here? How is that even possible? Oh, Dave Landau has the best period joke, the best. I was he he talks about how he's like I love it. He's like I'm from Detroit. My wife won't let me do it. He's like let me just get down there. I'd be the Detroit Red Wings, you know. And he's like, <laughs> he's like I'm like the original. And then I come up like Heath Ledger Joker. And I'm like why so angry? <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about it. A lot of people are iron deficient. And again, we both are trainers. Well, you are. I used to be. A lot of people are deficient in iron. That's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You can't leafy green vegetables. You got to eat a lot of that to get like way over your calorie count. Right. Yes. And you, you'd be doing nothing all day but eating. Mm-hmm. Also, you could do blackstrap molasses is great. Um, Floridix is another really great supplement. But again, who has time to take all these supplements <laughs> and who's got the money? I know. Supplements are so expensive. Yeah. You know but- what? Women, free iron stuff once a month. It's like a little spigot of iron. Yeah. Just go down. We're helping you. Help us help you have energy. It's like the placenta during the baby time. You know, eat, would you eat the placenta? No. <laughs> uh, that's a no from me. That is where I do. People make like a soup out of it. I'm going to make a chilaquiles out of it. If anyone is familiar with that dish and the placenta. Tapas, anyone? Tapas? <laughs> 
I will. I I go to Whole Foods pretty much all the time and for get... the placenta specifically. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> they it's every Thursday. It's at uh, the buffet. And uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, I get the salad bar of stuff, and I'll make. Like part of the box is for me and part of the box is for Frank, you know, because um, I'm vegetarian, but he is not. So he gets like some chicken and sweet potato. and But we I use the same fork for both of us. So I'll just like take a couple of bites. Yeah. I give him a bite. I will do that. <laughs> but I will not eat placenta. <laughs> it's making me throw up just thinking about it's it. It's super gross. Well, and to be fair, Frank's not been inside of your body no so he wants to be under my skin at all times because he's that codependent which i'm totally appreciative of yeah uh but yeah no he's never been inside i didn't realize that you were a vegetarian oh yeah for like 14 years i had no idea yeah like fully like no eggs right oh interesting yeah i fell off the wagon because uh a trainer convinced me that i really needed to have it in my body Uh, he was like you're really gonna need some like you need it and I was like yeah and I try I I bought bone broth you know because there's so much collagen and vegetable like all the stuff right and it sat on my counter for so long and then I was like I just can't do it yeah if you're not into it yeah I was like and you don't again everybody just because you like go to the gym and you work out more than the average person yeah but even you it's like you're not the rock you don't need to be because I don't need to wake up and drink raw eggs in the night (laughs) Well, I do. Well, for I had a, a client this morning, and um, I kind of talked about her on our first episode of Muscle Spasms, which is a new show on. Uh, oh, Frank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to do that because I'm talking I about exercise. Also, you need to come and do the live version. Where yes, we'll book you. Uh, Fucking, let's do it. I'm in workout clothes right now. <laughs> I'm always pretending like I'm gonna go to the gym later. Well, I have this codependent client. Uh, she's an only child, and her parents, you know, alcoholic, blah, blah, blah. So she's a little, we always have to deal with some emotional situations. And this morning she came in, and uh, she, immediately she was telling me that she was like, I don't know, I just had this bad weekend, I didn't sleep very well. And then I was like, I don't have time. We talked about this last week. <clears throat> Let's go. Like, we really tried last Last week, I tried to break her of it, and I was like, you're coming in at 4.30, you're working out with me, make a playlist, we're going to keep our headphones on, you're putting your own fucking weights on the bar, this is it, this is what we're going to do to, like, flip it. Right. Because she kept coming in and not working to her potential. And I was like, you said you wanted to be, like, badass. I was like, we got to, if you want to be badass, then be badass. Right. And, and this sounds not to be, and again, I understand if you're tired, like, cause we all have done where you're physically tired and you have to take a nap. Sleep is important. Yes. There also is something where sometimes you have to get up and do shit on not a lot of sleep. Yeah. And there are two things. And I've noticed this because mm-hmm. with dating somebody recently, I've got a lot of natural dopamine and I'm like, I just feel happier all the time. So I, I need less sleep. And even when I feel tired, here's the thing. I'll be exhausted, exhausted. But when he's in town and he's like, hey, do you want to, let's go hang out? I instantly, without caffeine, without drugs, without alcohol, anything, it feels like I took mushrooms and cocaine and I'm like awake. And I, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So it's possible for me to fucking d- derive energy Rally. from something. Yes. And there's a difference like with t- the workout. Because if you show up, and even like anything, we, we, you and I could have walked in today and been like, man, we're tired. Like our brains, we couldn't think of acid diet. Like whatever. Our brains are scrambled. We're both fucking tired. And if you are saying that to yourself, then you behave in that way. But if mm-hmm. you, even if it's not true, even if your client is like, yeah, you have to be like, stop telling me how fucking tired you are. Yeah. Like I get it. So if you're so tired that all you're going to do is complain 
and then act more tired, then let's change the time that you come in to work out. Yes. But if you're going to show up, just tell yourself, I have energy to knock this out. And my expectations of people is, and I feel like you're the same way, we are a little high. Like, if you tell me what your goals are, then I'm going to do whatever the fuck I need to do on my part to get you there. Right. Right. And I know that she's going through, she went through a breakup and uh, she's doing all these things. And it is really hard. And it's hard when you don't have like a good enough support system to get you there. But I think the situation is like she doesn't actually believe that she can count on her supports. She has a great support system. She doesn't believe that she, that she can count on us. Cause like before she used to text me all the time, like, Hey, confirming tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, we see each other like every day. So you don't have to confirm with me. I promise I'm going to be, I will always be there for you. Right. So, uh, I'm, you can count on me. Right. hundred percent. That we worked on, we got through. Uh, so she came in today and we talked about her. I know she's going to listen to this. Hello. I love you. We love you. Uh, I don't we, know you, uh, yeah. but I love you. You're I doing lo- a great job. Yes. She's, she's killing it. Uh, but she's killing it, but I want her to like fucking murder, you know? And, uh, maybe that's too high of an expectation. I don't know. But she came in and she was like, yeah, I ate like shit this weekend. And I said, and you can see it like it's in your emotions uh, it, you know, you have this sugar high and then you fucking crash. It's in your skin. Like your skin's a little blotchy. It's in how your body's moving. It's in everything. And, uh, like we sat down afterwards and she was like, I don't know what I, why I do it. And I see this with a lot of clients. I'm like, you're an eating cutter. Like you, like what a cutter does to feel high and then make themselves worse off. Like that's what you do with food. Like you are have a success and then you hit like a landmark there and you're like, okay, this is awesome. Uh, but then you're like, no shit, I don't want to be successful. So you so you eat and then you drop yeah. down a level. It's like the most classic one. Well, that's even not to, I'm not, this is not, we did not plan this for me to like plug my fucking <laughs> podcast on the network. But that's why I started the podcast because I, the, that's the I love you, please stop. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing I said to my cat when he would poke me. Because I was like, I don't want to yell at you because you're a cat, so you don't know. Like, your instinct is like, there's a sleeping, warm thing. I should try to eat this. And I should wake it up. (laughs) Right. He's like, wait a minute. The lumbering giant that brings me snacks is sleeping, and I'm hungry, so I got to go poke it. (laughs) So it's like, like, like with Frank, like, even whatever he does, it's like, you don't want to yell. Like, I hate when people yell at animals. Because it's like, they're a fucking animal. It's a a dog. It's a cat. It doesn't understand. Be nice or don't get an animal. Be stern. And then be be positive. Right. You know, like, those are the two things. You don't have to be like, fuck it. You, right. Yeah. It drives me crazy. So when he like, whack me and I started saying this, I'd be like, okay, I love you. Please stop. <laughs> and I would take his little paws and put him down and he would reach. And I'm like, no, that we don't scratch our mom. We only do nice activities to our mom. Like, I fully talked to my cat. 80% of my conversation with my cat. But that then turned into, I would say that, and I was, like, in the freezer, binge eating, nervously. And I, and then Sebastian, my cat, ran in and was like, what, what can I get in the fridge? He was trying to get snacks, too. And I was like, you can't have ham. But then I'm like, well, I'm also binge eating. <laughs> and that was the title of the show. I said to him, I was like, I love you. Please stop trying to get ham. As I was actively binge eating out of my freezer, and I was like, oh, God damn it. Oh, fuck. Shit. Yeah, I got it. But that's the especially the self sabotage thing, and it sounds like that your client that you're talking about, especially because I do that with like the 
being afraid that people are going to leave. Mm-hmm. So there's like an abandonment thing or if there's, and it's like a deep seated, if you take like a few steps back and I do a lot of self-help shit. I'm like, I got really into it. I got the, a book as a joke and then started reading it. And I was like, let me just actually try this. And then it also, um, it's so- super helpful. Cause you're like, Oh shit. I understand why I'm doing all these weird things, mm-hmm. but it's to like sabotage yourself. Plus like you said, success. So if your big thing is, and the abandonment thing with the texting confirming that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing which is tied into the like the food eating but like like the food cutting thing you said mm-hmm. but the self sabotage because if you are working out if your goal is like I want to lose 20 pounds and I want to get in shape great so you're working on that goal and one of the few things you can control in life is your body what you put in it if you mm-hmm. actually have what you eat if you exercise that's one of the few things where you have complete control and you can be like i see results and that everything else is kind of like up for grabs as far as the way shit happens at you and to you in life but like so if that's your goal and you're working towards it and you're like great i lost 5 pounds and you, like you said you hit these markers mm-hmm. then you're like oh well it looks like if i keep going at this pace i'll be at my goal sorry at the my, i'll be at the goal in like 2 weeks and then what do i do yeah. So you're like, hmm. So then you just self-sabotage so that you look like shit. You put five pounds back on. Even though you're like, oh, that sucks. But part of you is like, cool, cool, cool. Okay, because I know how to lose five pounds again. Well, also, I feel like there is the more successful that you are, the more lonely it is. And uh, it's a tough road to be successful. Like, it's you have to really emotionally prepare yourself for that to so it's not only like uh you have your actual like pounds goals that you've hit and all of your inches all the numbers goals you're hitting but then are you emotionally prepared to take that on and i do like everybody i think i think 90 percent of the population would does this like where they sabotage for sure. Oh. I would say 100%. Uh, yeah. In some sure. way, shape, or form. For sure. If, if, they, yeah. if you don't sabotage, if you don't self-sabotage, you're a sociopath. Like, there, yep. <laughs> yeah, you have. But even then, that is some form of even sociopath or psychopath. One could argue that they self-sabotage because if they're, like, criminal level, they fucking can't keep their mouth shut and they have to tell someone, I buried a body. And it's like, okay, well, then you could have gotten away with it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You could have got away with it too if you, if you hadn't run your mouth to the goddamn hootenanny. And so boastful. Uh, <laughs> but also I think like if you – so say you gain back the 10 pounds, you get to be a victim again. And then you get, have people taking care of you and coddling you instead of you being like, hey, I'm the boss bitch, right? Right. You're, I, I hit my goals. Now I'm getting stronger. Now I'm do, here's I'm on to the next goal. It's It's just an easier life to be a victim than it is to be like – this is me for this sure this is me you know? and the other thing too and this is something that I'm working on just in the last I would say couple months between like with um oh my god there's an app called the pattern are you on it oh my god yes we need to add each other because it's fucking wild accurate let's do it it's scary it's roll accurate <laughs> uh, it is I'm like I, I'm like are you are you Siri? Like, are you listening to me? Like, what is happening? It's so specific. Yes. And, I mean, it's wild. Um, anybody, I, I forget to look at it because I just don't look at it. And then I looked at it last night and I was like, and I almost, I chills up and down my whole body just in the dates and peak dates of things. I was like, this is fucking bonkers how specific it is. Mm-hmm. But there is something, you're talking about the success thing. And most people bond over commiseration. And that comes from, even if, even if you don't realize that you're doing it, like, 
And most people have this from like a childhood trauma for something mm-hmm. where in the back of your brain, you're like, oh, I'm such a piece of shit. Or like, oh, and if you're overweight, you're like, I'm just like a fat piece of shit. Or like if you procrastinate, you're like, oh, I, I, can, never get it. I can never finish things on time. Or, well, I'm always late. Or whatever the thing is, right? So you say that as an excuse for behavior, but then what you say and think, like your thoughts become words, become actions, become like who you are. That's like a basic mm-hmm. like Buddhist quote. Um, so it's really interesting because... That's the other thing, too, with the self-sabotage is so you believe those things. Like you said, your client, she believes her support system will fail her. So that's not a fact. That's not. No, that's her perception. Right. No. So she believes that to be. But she believes that to be true the way she believes gravity in the law of gravity. Like you don't realize how these little things, even Mm -hmm. that you say to yourself, you're like, no, no, no. It's not just a thought. This is some ingrained belief that started when you were a kid and. Then every then all the other things that you do like stem from this one thing that you're like, well, I just believe this is how the world works, and it's like, well, but that's not true. So when when you figure all that stuff out, it's like I've been really working on this a lot because the not deserving mm-hmm. to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's like you really people have the imposter syndrome, but it really is like you just have to be willing to be like, okay, whatever the fuck I told myself when I was a kid because I was getting beat up by my parents or I was an orphan or I was raped or I was, you know, whatever happened to you Mm -hmm. when you were younger that you had to like do these things to kind of protect yourselves. It's like, that's not actually how the world is. That's your perception of it. And you made that belief at the same time when you believed in like Santa and stupid shit. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) so, but it's, what's interesting is, and this is like you said, success is lonely. And that I didn't realize that until recently Mm -hmm. where you're like, and not even career-wise, but even something like with fitness. And this sounds dumb, but like if your friends are always like out drinking, partying, eating junk food. And then you cut that out of your life. Same with like with drugs and alcohol. Like yeah. you, like people in rehab, a lot of times they relapse and they fall back into that because they're like. They miss friendship. Yep. They, they think that's. Yeah. And there's that's uh, the pain pleasure technique uh, that your body is so easy, easily falls into. Commiserating is something that people mutually do and that. It brings a connection, and that brings you pleasure. So then you keep doing it. Yep. If there's if there was pain involved in you uh, gaining that five pounds back, that was more painful than the pleasure of commiserating. Then you wouldn't do it. But it's not that pain. Like you're right. Yeah. When that's and all that stuff they have. There's so many studies that show like all the like clickbait. On Facebook and anywhere on, on social media and anywhere on the internet, people are more likely to engage with a negative post, being like, this fucking thing. And they're like, oh, this sucks. People are more likely to do that. Mm-hmm. People are more likely to take time and write a Yelp review or call a business to complain about service than they are to be like, I'm going to write a letter and say I had great service. Somebody. <laughs> like, honestly, it's, it's human Someone nature. Someone wrote a review about Happy Never After. I had Reagan Baker on most lovely human being on the planet you you should have her on she's great uh and i she's mormon she went jack mormon she gave up the faith she was you know set up in an arranged marriage with someone that was 20 years older than her they had a baby together but the baby has a lot of physical challenges has to live in a home uh just celebrity hairstyle just amazing human being just biggest heart that you've ever met yeah and looks like a, a real model like <laughs> i gotta meet this bitch <laughs> She's amazing. So someone that follows her because she has all these hairstyling tips and, you know, women of every age, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm assuming that this is like a Karen, you know, like someone 
late forties, early fifties is what I'm assuming. Karen. Karen. Karen, what happened to all the good reviews, Karen? I love Goodfellas. I'll watch it. She wrote this review and it was like, I listened because of Reagan Baker, but uh, and then Reagan and I were talking about something like I don't know something she she wore like a whore dress to get um, uh, like something that she got at an adult store to give her fiance his Christmas gift because she didn't know she was gonna get engaged in that moment like she thought it was she would make it fun and so this person must have been like uber religious or something and she was like and then you guys just talked about the dirtiest things and so I had to shut it off I'm like you listen to seven minutes of a podcast shut it off was like you know what I'm gonna do I'm not gonna go on with my day I'm just gonna go and review this I'm gonna find it on iTunes I'm gonna move over to the review I'm gonna I was like go on about you you don't like it Shut it off. Yeah. Move on. Right. Why send negative energy out into the world? Gee, I was like, wow, this lady's life must be so miserable because that is the energy that she's putting out. Yeah. Well, and you just meet people too. Like, and this is the example that I use. And for me, this is like a good marker of like, if someone's got like a good, like, because it's super easy. Like things are going to happen where you're going to, you have to deal with it. Like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, so with, I'm not, I don't think that like, oh, if you're a positive person, like you just are always happy. Cause it's like, no, that you'd be psychotic. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then you can just choose like, where are you going to put your energy? So like some people, even something like simple, like I have friends who, you know, I can't really, I can't really be close with anymore specifically because when I, this was years and years ago when I was like, I feel like shit all the time. Let me change my fucking attitude. Yeah. And so I would, I had, had like a mantra where it said my, um, my uh, my mental pattern is positive and joyful, which like was I could I could was, I remember I read that as like a mantra. I'm like this is fucking bullshit. I'm like, well, this is probably one I should read. So I tried it, and every time like getting stuck stuck in traffic, and so I lived in L.A. I would instead of being angry, I would say that mantra and I would laugh. But then it started to work. I was like, just try it. It's like any it's like exercise. It's like people are like, well, I can't lose weight. Would you tried for what ten ten days? Fucking stick to it. Try it for a while, and then tell me it doesn't work. And then, and but and honestly, try and don't when you're trying and when you're doing the whatever it is, working out or like taking a break from like drinking or like eating healthier. Like when you're doing that, don't shit talk it while you're doing it. Yeah, give it an honest try and see. Be like, let me see. But people are so attached to that negativity. The number one thing is like whether this even when I was a kid, this always was strange to me when people get angry about the weather and I understand that weather can fuck things up but it's uh-huh. like that's one thing that you f- we can all say 100% we got no control over right so to be like when someone if it's like a gloomy day I remember friends even like in high school growing up at the beach you'd wake up and I'll be, be like you know it's like I was like oh it's overcast and kind of gloomy because we live by the beach and but there would be some people be like well this is a shit day <laughs> I know. and I'm like it's why is it it's not shitty I'm like it's but it's it's overcast. So like it's- if it does affect you emotionally, if it makes you ha- be chemically imbalanced, like I, I get sads, you know, from it. So what? Um, and I can feel it's like it's a deep, it's like a heavy feeling. Right. I bought a light to help me with. Right. I was like, let's fix this, like because I don't want to fake it being happy all day. I want to find a solution. Right. So I don't have to be an asshole. All the time. Right. Yeah. I had one friend that I remember 
Well, here's the other thing, too, and this is like a Buddhist thing, and this is a really interesting thing to try to, where it's not good, it's not bad, it just is. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on that and this abundant scarcity thing. Like, I'm really working on, like, focusing on those things mm-hmm. where, like, if something irritates me, like like the weather, right? So you'd be like, oh, it's rainy, and it does, it makes it, it, it will elicit an emotion. And then also, but instead of being like, oh, it's gloomy, or like, oh, it's hot, or oh, it's raining, or snowing, I'm like, okay. It's not, don't ascribe a value to it. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. It just happens to be overcast today. So, right. okay, great. It, but it's not, it's something personal. <laughs> like, you know, but it's a weird thing. But then I had friends who would complain. They'd be like, oh, it's shitty. It's fucking raining. And then the next day it would be sunny. And I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, it's like way nicer. And like, yeah, it's fucking too hot. And I'm like, okay, well then. <laughs> but so, so many people yes. are just constantly trying to complain about shit. But here's the thing about the successful thing. Now, this is the, the other lonely thing. Most people, and I will say that I've been lucky enough to surround myself with people, and I feel like you're like this. Christina's like this. Um, Hutchinson. Yeah, Christina Hutchinson. Um, Christina Galston, too. The people that we are friends with, mm-hmm. especially, in com- especially in comedy, I think the people that are successful, and in any other field. Um, the, you know, the guy that I, like, c- kind of started seeing, and, like, his, they're successful in their field. Mm-hmm. And the people, even on the Sugar Daddy site, the people that I met that were very successful in their field – I would say 95% of those people generally have a good attitude and if they and they work to be like they don't sit I never go to New York Comedy Club and have a bunch of people comics sitting around talking about how fucking hard the business is and how shitty it is. It's people going like, "Yeah, I'm working on this and I have this idea." And like, "Yeah, it's going to work." It's people with that are like, "Let's motivate and ambitious help, and, and help each other." Yes. Yeah. And we'll walk into a show and there'll be 10 people there. And I don't, and I could tell you the comics that I know that are working comics, if they're, t- we joke about, oh, there are only 10 people, but every single person, truly, like sincerely, again, 95%, there's always the exception. Mm-hmm. But if we're being honest, we're still like, great, there's a show, let's do it. We're still like happy to be there and we want to do our best when yeah. we go on stage for 10 people. And the people, like, so there's just something different. And then that, but then that becomes lonely because a lot of people, find that annoying if you show up and you're they're like everyone's like oh life is shit and i'm like i think life's pretty great and actually um you know <laughs> i've been able like people don't want to talk about that I, they really don't like they, most people and they get very annoyed when you're too happy all the time i i got a uh, hypnosis after george and i broke up after the girl was like stalking me because it was like it was bringing up a lot of things and I didn't realize you got hypnosis. Yeah, I did it. I did three sessions, uh, and then I realized I was like, I don't want to stuff my feelings down. I don't want to like hide them. So maybe this isn't the best avenue, you know, for that. Oh but, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah. What was yeah? How does hypnosis work? <laughs> uh, well, what I got out of it, yeah. Uh, she starts it out with like, okay, think of three things that you can hear. Two, three things that you can that you saw in the room before you close your eyes, and three things that, that you can feel on your body. And then she breaks it down to okay, two things, blah blah blah, two things, two things, and then one thing, one thing, one thing, and then supposedly you're in hypnosis. But um, I did feel par- like pretty paralyzed the first time. I felt like I was in cement the first time. Really? Yes. Uh, but she did these couple of things with me that were. Not, I don't, I mean, I think it was her own little take on hypnosis, which was there, um, I can't think of the name, but it is a chant. It is like a, where you're like, I, uh, I deserve peace. I deserve safety. I deserve, uh, success. I deserve happiness. Like, 
um, and it's not how it goes. And I will put it up on on I'll put it up on Happy Never After's page. But I seriously did start crying. I was like, as soon as they were like you, she goes, she was like, you have to say I am worthy of peace. I am worthy of safety. I was and I was like, um, what? I have to say that out loud? Like I don't, huh? And then she gave that to me as homework, and so that also was a thing, which kind of got me to where we are in Be Frank, where I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, fuck yes, we do. Yep, yep. And now we're gonna actually put. Now that I don't have to worry about this person that's dragging me down through the mud emotionally and physically, now I can work on what. The plan was supposed to be yeah. the universal plan. What my life, where the direction was supposed to go, and uh, yeah, it really helped. Sounds like we're both reading the pattern. <laughs> That's the pattern language that I read in my, you know, where the my de- my determine my destined path in life. Things are opening up, and it's like we got we got to be friends and like see yeah. if we have magic cycle. <laughs> but that is, it's a, it is to, it's really, it is a hyper hyper emotional thing to mm-hmm. because you're like yeah whatever I'm more than like no 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 but say believe like like truly like truly feel it right yeah it has to be like a guttural feeling of it has to be way down in those veins just all the way you have to get to a point where you're and I did that on my bike ride where I forgave myself I remember I was leaving Los Angeles and I had a tarot card reading and I don't never do that stuff like I, I was like Psh, whatever and uh and I was just with my best friend, and I was like, sure. And yeah, you're like, something, something to do. Yeah, I was like, fine. If this is what you love, let's do it. And so every single card was about philanthropy. And then it was crazy. So it was like, uh, you have to state, you know, something that you wish or something that you're thinking about. And I actually thought about how I really want to adopt foster children, and I still haven't done it. And it's just been like one of my plans. And why what's holding me back and so it was like they flipped the cards over and the three there were three cards and it was about how I hold myself back it was like some sword card where I'm holding myself down like there's like a person there's a sword going into it's it's me holding myself back and that was basically the whole message of the of the second to the top row and then the top one was philanthropy and uh children and was like Okay, well, I'm a believer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So then I don't know what happened, but I left the next day. I woke up. I get on my bike to go start heading north. And I don't know what got into my brain, but I just went, I forgive me. And I was like, for everything that I've done, because I've done a lot of shitty things in my life. I've done a lot of crazy things. And I just was on my bike, bawling my eyes out like an insane person. People were like, where are you headed to? I was like, <laughs> and it was just like, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I really believed it. I was like, I really believed myself when I did that. And I was like, wow. And uh, yeah, even when I had Dave Landau on, I was talking about how I was like a fucking psychopath when I first started comedy. And I was like, yeah, some comedians are not going to be friends with me because they hit me at a certain part of my life where I would be like, yo, that bitch is crazy. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and you just have to, like, forgive yourself. Not be that person again, but forgive yourself. Right. For those moments. And that's okay. Yeah. And once you do that, because that's the thing is, and if we're being honest, whenever what I think people fail to realize, because obviously we're the 
stars of our own movies in our mm-hmm. brain. Um, almost every other person has done the same shit. So you have a lot of people walking around going like, oh, I feel shitty about the weird thing that I did. Yes. And how, how I used to be. And so it's people, we're just, uh, we're, we really, a lot of it is just, we're just projecting our own shit onto things around us. Like that's, tr- I mean, that's why the perception is reality. That's why one person, you know, yeah. you can have the same, ex- we can wa- have the same, be doing, like my brother and I grew up in the same house. We both have wildly different experiences about how that, that happened. And I'm like, well, that's just because how we choose to perceive the world. Yeah. Where I'm like, everything's my fault. And he's like, everything ever- is everyone else's fault. So like, same thing, but we like, it's just, it's wild that you can do that. But it, what's interesting is to be able to stop and like you said, and forgiving yourself is huge. Huge. And and this sounds so dumb, and I might and I might cry, but uh, which would be like a shock. I know. I'm like, it's not normal. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. It's weird. It's weird. But I've been actually like, but the abundance scarcity thing is interesting, and I've really been with like, as far as relationships, whether it's friendships or romantic, I'm starting to be where I'm like, oh, I deserve someone to be nice to me. And like the big thing I have to tell myself is like is the that I'm wanted places because I have to be where I'm like people like but to, to logically on paper I'm like okay if you really believe nobody wants you anywhere so I'm like so I just made a list of all the people in my life I'm like so these people are all just working a con on you for what to dump pig's blood on you at a show like it's illogical yes it's illogical yes but to be. And it, it's, I got to say, but I've met a couple of friends that normally I talk to and we get on the phone and we bitch about stuff like the conversations are very, where they're just how life sucks and everything, this and that, and everything's difficult. And I have to be like, I, I don't agree with that. Like, right. And not in a shitty way, but I'm like, well, all the stuff I want to talk about is like good stuff. And I find that I have to switch my comp, like when I'm talking to them, I have to be like, oh, this person's being an asshole. But I'm like, I don't even, I don't want to do that. I don't like having that energy. Like... If there's someone in my life that's causing me a lot of pain and stress, I either just stop, I extract them and mm-hmm. don't engage them anymore. Or if it's a work person and I have to deal with them, like the stuff with the documentary. Um, set if, the boundary. Yeah, set a boundary with them. But then also, the other thing you can do, and this blew my mind, is not, like the woman with the podcast, like fucking turn it off. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I have some people that I have to work with are coming at me and being very shitty to me and it really affected me, but it's been going on for two years. And so I finally was just like, you know what? I cannot let this affect me. Yeah. For whatever reason, they feel like they need to treat me like this, but I don't have to accept that treatment from them. They can throw it at me, but I could just be like, okay, that's not me. That's you Mm -hmm. for whatever, whatever you have going on. You feel like you have to treat me that way. If I know I'm not being a mean person. Then I, you just have to be like, let it go. You just have to fucking goodbye. And you just have to not think about it. I was supposed to do a theater show last week, Thursday in Miami. And it was just a one-nighter, just a little fly down, fly back situation. But I've been traveling so much and doing this and training. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been a lot. And yeah. um, I... <laughs> I get on the plane. First, it, first of all, it's Mercury in retrograde, uh, and I show up, and I again, I'm, it's like the tarot card thing where you're like, um, Mercury in retrograde is bullshit, and then it, Mercury in retrograde is supposed to like attack technology, and I show up, and not one screen works at the airport. It says every single screen says out of order, and I was like, 
okay, all right, I got it. <laughs> You're real, you know. <laughs> it was like insane. And then I get on the plane, uh, Frontier Airlines, not a plug, do not sponsor me, I don't want you. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, shots <laughs> fucking fired. <laughs> Get on the plane, pay $90 to carry my own bag on, which is insane. It's stu- I have a tiny little green bag. Uh, get on the plane. We sit there. Just the one carry-on? Just the one. I'm, this is, and I know this is not the point, but we'll, we'll talk about this off air. These fucking airlines, you got to watch out for these discount airlines. Check the fine print because, I mean, you may as well get my a My fucking- agent booked it. I did ah. not, so that is, I would never have yeah. booked Frontier. Right. Never. Uh, so you got to pay $90 to bring on a handbag. Keep going. Yeah, but, yes. But the, but, the, but the flight was only $79. It was 17 cents, and so you, but you got to pay for this fucking bag. And it's $30 for a water. But other than that. You have to pay for, you have to pay for a water, you have to pay for a salt. You don't get anything you don't get a snack they don't even throw you the little disgusting biscottis nothing you pay for those ugh, ugh. <laughs> some, i mean ugh so uh i was like i was a high price hooker i was not a low price hooker okay thank you very much i gotta tell you frontier it does fuck with your sense of self a little <laughs> it bit it really does yeah uh okay anyway so i get on this flight i take my whatever lorazepam uh it was like i'll just take a little and then i fall asleep for a very lovely 45 minute nap because i was in zone one so i'm on first and then they get a zone out every get everybody else has to get on everyone gets on and they're like oh a little quick announcement um we need to bring a mechanic on the plane mechanic comes on we're there another hour uh-huh on the plane and then we get a, I get a text message. Well, I get a screenshot of a text message from my agent because I didn't book the ticket. And it was like, oh, you're now going to be there for another hour. And so I was like, can we just get off the plane? Like, we're you guys wheeled us back to the gate. Just let us off the plane. So then I get off the plane. I'm exhausted. I start crying <laughs> just because I can't handle it because I'm at my max, you know. Right. And I get to the gate. And I was like, what can, what are we doing here? And uh, she was like, you know, we, we don't have another flight today. We can get you there tomorrow morning. I was like, well, I'm going to, I can't, I got to get to my gig. My gig is tonight. Right. I'm working. My flight back is tomorrow. I felt like that Tommy boy part where she was like, I can get you back from Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, bitch, it's right now. So I was like, can you, I need a full refund. I'm not going to go. And I called my agent. I was like, I'm not go. I can't go. Like, I I don't even want to put the energy into trying to get there because I can't keep living in this survival mode where it's like everything, you have to do everything in the last fucking second of your life or else it's everything's going to start on fire. And so I just told, I was like, I'm not going. I'm not fighting. I'm not doing it. I didn't call any of my clients that I moved around. I did. I went home. I laid down and I fell asleep until 6.30 p.m. <laughs> That's great. You have to do that. You have to do it. You have to. And then the next day, totally different attitude. I was like, I'm so much better. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like, I'll have, like, it is when I have, like, a moment where I'm at a breaking point and I'm like, this is fucking wild. I can't. Everything's everything's hard. Everything sucks. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, first of all, have you slept? 
what what what's your nutrition like are you sleeping properly are you eating garbage like yeah. little things like that are you drinking are you like what's going on yes that you and all these different things and then it's always like we're like no this is just the, the reality situation and then yeah you wake up from a nap or you have like a half of a fucking banana and your blood sugar is <laughs> by you're like oh oh that's my bad whoops <laughs> I should call some people yeah oops <laughs> and I've had this my buddy. It's uh, it's really fun. Like, so we have similar personality types. He works in a different field, though. He's still in entertainment, but he's where he travels all the time. And so we're the same. We're like, we'll be hanging out, and he's like on planes every three or four days. Yeah, going all over the place. We've got a and he'll show up, and he's like, man, and we'll be out after a show, and just like he's drinking martinis, and we're getting food, and he's like, my life is the fucking best. I have a great life, and it's great. And so he's because he's high off of like a gig. Yeah. Um. And, you know, you're having cocktails, and it's like once you complete a task, and we have the same thing where it's like you have so many projects. Mm-hmm. I think most people have this where you're like, okay, I have to do this. I got to pick – I got the kids, you know, and, and, and any – whatever lifestyle you have, whatever life you're leading, we all have this where it's like I got to get this proposal done. I got to make sure the kids get done, you know, this – They eat food. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. That's why you can tell I don't even think about having kids because I couldn't even finish that sentence because I'm like, what do you even do with a kid? <laughs> I have a cat, so I'm like, I have to make sure that I give him ham. I give him a ham treat. <laughs> and we share that. I rip a piece of ham. And we z- oh, we, oh, we share with our food Like with our dogs. Lady in the Tramp. I'm like, <laughs> we eat the ham sliced from the same piece. It's weird that he scratches my face when I sleep. He's probably like, this fucking asshole. Get up and give me some ham. I like, <laughs> see, and that's how you learn that maybe you're responsible for some of the bad things in your life. As I talk, I'm like, he scratches me in the night. I don't know why. It's like, because I feed him. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I make him jump, do a trick for ham, and then part of what I do, I just, like, hold it in my mouth. Oh, and I'm like, my God. He's like, this bitch. This fucking psycho. <laughs> I don't want to get close to your face. I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. That's why it's going to just talk things out, and then you go, oh. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. So, maybe that's a little bit my fault. It's a little bit. It's but a like, touch. He'll be doing this, and it's like... It's obviously the extreme version is if you're out all night drinking and doing drugs, just the chemical rush, you feel mm-hmm. great, and then the next day you're like, oh, I feel like I want to kill myself mm-hmm. because you just have a loss of dopamine. So that's normal in life. When you're happy, then you're sad, and then things ebb and flow. That's normal. But like, but I, it's just, just a funny thing. I was like to my buddy, I was like, I'm going to record you because at night he's like, this is the fucking best, and then wake up. And he's like, I got to be on a plane here. And I got to, he's like, my life is fucking a nightmare. I hate my life. And I'm like, you don't hate your life. You need to just, you, but the thing is, and like with you where you're traveling around, it's like, no, no, no. It's not that you hate your life or that your life is the best ever. It's like, you need a home and a place to fucking sleep. Yeah. You need to hibernate. Like it can be exciting to be moving around and doing different stuff, but then it can also you like you in the airport where you're just like, okay, I'm alone. I have fucking no one. Yeah. I'm going to sleep on my friend's couch until I get the cat piss out of this fucking, you know, like, floor. And this ha- like, But it, it can be really exciting until the moments when you're alone. And this is also the success thing where, you, like, it's great until you're by yourself in a hotel room and you're like, what have I done? Yeah. What have I done? Honestly, I think and think, think the universe, thank God, who, like, whoever is up there helping me out. But uh, I am past it because I am not afraid of being alone. I'm pretty excited about every single project. I know that I do max out and I get very quiet. Like you've received an email from me when I'm at my 1,000% exhausted and I'm driving and I'm trying to get to a gig and I need you to do something for I love you, please stop, but I'm going to use the least amount of words 
uh, because I can't. That's all I have to give. Right. You and know? you don't have the time and energy. You have a million things to do. So it's just like a. Yeah, I can't. I'm like, I'm not going to throw on a thousand emojis to fake through this. I'm just going to be like, hey, can you do this? Cool. Yeah, thanks. And there's no tone. But then afterwards, I the only thing that I do sit there and think about is I'm like, does she think I'm upset with her? Does I'm not upset. Is she is this, this going to have like weird repercussions? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like. Don't stop. But also you can't. And the other thing, too, and not to be referencing self-help shit, but the big thing, and there's a book called The Four Agreements that I fucking love. Have you read that? Yes. Don't take things personally. And that's something that I learned because I'm like that with people Mm -hmm. where if someone sends me like a short text or whatever, but I'm the same where you and I are, you are never similar, where you want to be like, hey, and it's like a happy face or whatever to like express things. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes... But then if you get like a short, like a cool or like, okay, back, you're like, are they mad at me? Yes. And then it's weird, but then you obsess about a friend being mad at you and then so then you don't reach out to them and then they think you're pissed at them so but when really it was like something shitty happened to them in that moment or like you said they were driving yeah i know i have to sometimes i have to drive a lot and so but to not take it personally and so jesus christ i was thinking it's only second time i hit the mic which is like, <laughs> uh, it's um but like that and i think this is a woman thing too mm-hmm. sometimes it was some men But it's more of a woman thing where we feel like we have to, like, you know, exclamation point, XO, happy face, wink, just so that people don't go, like, what are you on, your fucking period? Because as a woman, there is this weird thing where if you send an email and you're just like, like, yeah, and you're you're like, "Um, hey, send this, 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 and it's like economy of words. Yes. And then just whatever sign off is attached to your email is there. You just like, da da da, and you just send it. If a man were to do that, you'd get it, you'd be like, look at this businessman getting things done, getting to the point. He doesn't have time for bullshit. But a woman does that, and you're like, what a fucking bitch. I sent, I, I quit one of my jobs today, and I... That's, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. How did you, when did you decide to do it, and how did you do it? Um, well, about 11.03, and I sent the email about 11.05. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Yeah, I was like, this is not serving me. I don't make enough. I don't notice the direct deposit making any dent. And so there is no point. And it takes up a lot of my emotional energy. Yeah. This is a very long podcast, but just stay with us on this one. Uh, yeah, so I at 11.03, I was like, I'm going to quit this job. And so uh, I wrote an email. And even in my email, it was very thoughtful. And I didn't placate them at all because I said... Uh, New York, dear New York Health and Racket, um, I, you guys have moved me from gym to gym because you keep closing as the gyms close. It's impossible to build a business, and every place that you've moved me to, I've lost more clients. Therefore, I would like to keep my one spinning class, and that's it. I'm no longer going to be training at your club. And uh, and I didn't write, thank you. I didn't write. You guys have been the best because they motherfucking have not. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not, thank you. I'm not grateful at all. No. No. They were supposed to do, when I did my bike ride, um, I took out a, I didn't take out, I got a credit card and I used, I put up all the money on that for everything, all the expenses. And they were like, we're going to pay your expenses for your bike ride. And so I just put it on my credit card. And guess what they didn't do when they closed down? I was like, are you guys going to pay these or not? And they were like, you know, we're just uh, making so many other uh, accommodations for people that have been displaced from us selling the gym for $450 million that we can't pay that. And I was like, it's $12,000 and you want me to pay it myself. Okay. All right. I see you. 
And, and built the racket. And they said they would do it, in the, I assume it was like in writing? Yes. Ah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't put a thank you on an email to them. I didn't say thank you. Yeah. Because I wasn't grateful. No. <laughs> I was like, I, and I really, I sat there and I was like, it doesn't really have a sign off. And I just went, fuck it. And I hit send. Good. <laughs> yeah. I feel so much better. Do, I, it's, it is such a good feeling to just get bullshit. Once you assess. That's and it, bullshit. And it can be difficult because, it's like we're talking about even with like all the negative things that we say to ourselves about mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm a piece of shit or whatever. But to release that, like in the. Like in hypnosis where you're like, no, 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 I deserve security. I deserve and like to forgive yourself and be like, no, 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 no matter what happy, like you're, you are uh, like, you deserve to be loved. Like people want you around, you know, like yeah. people are there for you. People love you. The universe, universe. Hello. <laughs> I'm trying to sound theme of the show. <laughs> universe. That's when you first shave the giant eyebrow on your face when you're 13. That's what, that's, Yeah. Every once in a while, I'm like, I am blonde because that long blonde hair in the middle of yeah. <laughs> really made it through for a while. The powers of the universe. Oh, I, yeah. I have a blonde, well, my hair naturally is growing in darker. I like the color now, so I'm not fucking with it. Um, but I have like a blonde hair that grows out of the side of my nose. Not like a nose hair, but like off the skin. It's like a little mini rat tail. It's fucking bananas. <laughs> Let's talk about. Uh, Let's talk about. I want to talk about leaving this job for a second. Well, you check. Oh you. yeah. Well, no, I just were the the energy thing. Oh. It's, but once you assess, because like you can kind of go through and you're mm-hmm. like, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I have a shitty attitude, and so then once you fix your attitude, that's the other great thing about really being honest about like being like, okay, wait, I did, let me let me like put good energy out and like mm-hmm. be kind to other people and to myself and not project, because then it actually makes it much easier to be like, oh, this thing is actually. No, no matter positive thought and good vibes and meditation is going to make this job any better. Worth it. Yeah. It's not worth my time. And so then you go like, okay, well, I tried and this is so goodbye. Yeah. I just didn't show up today either. <laughs> I felt that. Well, that, that's, now that is the best feeling. I know. Um, uh, speaking of feeling loved and feeling, I kind of want to go into your launch your launch party. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for I that. I know. This you don't even know about. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> because everyone does deserve to feel beautiful. We are going to have, you know, that front area that had the beautiful little um, the tote bags in it before with the mirror and the chandelier oh, yeah. of Gold Bar. Um, we're going to set up a little glamour shot area, and we have a photographer, and everyone can come all glammed up, and they'll get a beautiful photo. Awesome. I know. That so, is... And we'll do, you can look at the, you look at that camera, you look at that photo yeah. and go, uh-uh, take it again. And you be <laughs> like, you have to, we're going to show you how to ask a photographer to take it again. All you're going to say is, I don't really like that. Can you take it again? Yeah. Yeah. That's take what it you again. have to do. And take it again. And then take it again. That, can I tell you? Because I was, that's because I know when, this is. I know this is like probably boring to you, but this is going to be like a real comment I'm going to say tomorrow. Like, I know we are really talking when we're doing the podcast, but also we're like doing a show. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, if, but we but we we would have out in the lobby had a five minute screaming fit over Hoot and Nanny. That would have happened whether or not we have an audience. So just to be clear and the period stuff, too, that would have for sure. But it also, for being honest, is more fun with an audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we will do uh, not we. 
Wendy. Wendy is having her big launch of I Love You, Please Stop yeah. at uh, Gold Bar, March 12th. I just put the ticket link up on, and I will keep it up until uh, the tickets will come down. Um, it's $45 online. It's $75 at the door. So get the tickets online. There's only 65 tickets available. That's it. 65 the end so it's going to be very intimate there's going to be who's going to be on the show um well right now we have mayron kagani who i love um we have you Mm -hmm. we have christina hutchinson and then we're waiting to hear back from a couple other surprise guests so yes who are like tentatively confirmed but not yes but it depends on their schedule these are people that um travel a lot and (laughs) it's gonna be awesome yeah no that's i mean it's exciting so it's nice see this is the other thing be nice be nice. Because then you have friends that will just drop in. But I, I like just I would get tickets and just show up. And especially not even first of all, the show is going to be awesome. Yes. It's going to be a live podcasting. Uh, all the guests will tell stories. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they'll also do their stand up. So yeah. it's like what a night and get dressed up. What a great reason to get dressed up. And honestly, if we're being honest, this is what I was going to ask you because I saw the ticket price. And again, this is like a self-esteem thing where I was mm-hmm. like, why? Who the fuck? You know what I mean? Uh, I was like, that seems like a lot of money. But if I'm being honest, I was going to be like, is there open bar? Do we have some kind of a free? But the photo booth is that's worth it. That's, <laughs> that's Olin Mills is not. Uh, Olin Mills is more expensive than that. Yeah. So for br- sure. Bring your kids. <laughs> I remember when Olin Mills was just like a local photographer. <laughs> yeah. Before it franchised. Uh, I was like, oh my God, they went huge. Can I tell uh, you? And I'm not even joking that I'm like, oh, now I feel more than comfortable being like, this is how much this costs. Because if you get like a photo shoot. You get a photo shoot. You get a beautiful photo. If you want to take it with a friend, if you want to take it solo, if you just really want to put something up on your social media that's beautiful, or if you want to just keep it for yourself and just be like, yeah, I fucking look like this. This is what I look, this is who I am. Like, and you're great. It's your choice what to do with it. Yeah. Yep. So oh, I'm excited. I already know what I'm wearing. <laughs> I, um, I bought something and I was like, I should probably have something that doesn't show my vagina. You know, uh, so I'll keep this one for like a brunch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why do I always buy these vagina showing dresses? I'm like, hello. <laughs> well, look, as we established, first of all, how is your pussy gonna solve crimes if it can't see the evidence? You know? I know. <laughs> it has feelings too. <laughs> yeah. Listen, these lips aren't gonna braid itself, you know. <laughs> Okay, so please subscribe to Wendy's podcast. I love you. Please stop. Please uh, check out the tickets to the event. It's on Eventbrite. Um, it's through Sound Lounges. Uh, they are our host as well as Gold Bar. And uh, yeah, subscribe to both shows. Please share this. Uh, share it with your friends. If you hated it, just go on. Find something you love. Go on about your day. You know. Whatever. Yeah. You know what? Or if you hated it so much, post a really shitty thing because people might engage with that too. They're like, I gotta listen. Like when you're like, yeah. This, when you're like, oh my god, this smells terrible, and you pass it to your friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wendy, where can they find you? Um, you find me on Instagram at wendybird82. Beautiful. Um, <sighs> thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having this, me. This is good. I like a yawn. I like a nice release. I was like, ah, oh, I feel so good. I know this morning I was like, what are we even going to talk about? <laughs>
uh, everything. I know. Well, that's, I want to, I'm like, okay, are we done so I can talk to you about your job? <laughs> I know, yeah. Please follow the podcast at Happy Never After Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. So does I Love You, Please Stop. And uh, Be Frank Network. Yeah, get us over there. Rate, review, share. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.